For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com. Hey there, it's Timmy Manor and welcome to the Spirit of Sport right here on 1170 SEN. Joining me tonight, like he does every single week, it's Big Bad Benny Little. Yes, that's right. Right here. Thanks for having me. Uh, hey, Benny. We've got some special guests in the flesh, in the studio today. Can't believe it. And our special guest this week, let's just, let's just face it, they're two of the brightest stars in the West Tigers. Between them, they've played 160 NRL games and have also gone on to represent the motherland, Lebanon, in the 2017 World Cup tonight. Our guests on the Spirit of Sport a West Tigers superstars, Adam Dewey and Alex Twal. Boys, welcome to the show. Yes. Thanks, mate. Now, let's let's get the formality out of the way. The elephant in the room. What an honor. Let me just stand up just to congratulate him. <laughs> Alex Twal, ladies and gentlemen. Standing O in the studio. Recently, is it two days ago? Three days ago? Three days ago. Three days ago. Has proposed to his uh, lovely fiance. And we've got, we've got, this is exclusive. This exclusive. is his, his, first, straight into his first bit of press. And we're going to get the raw emotion today. I want to, I want oh. to hear the raw emotion. Of... He's, been, he's been crying all morning. So <laughs> <laughs> Ali, talk, talk us through it. How did the whole arrangement go? Yeah, so we obviously, uh, me and my partner Gabriella, we met in um, at uni, in ACU in Stratfield. You're punching, yes. by the way, just so you know. Hey, everyone, on. you are oh, punching. Yeah, right. yeah. Six you foot should... two, green eyes. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, look, we met at uni and I thought, you know, I'll do a bit of a sentimental proposal. Not the typical um, marry me sign behind me and that, but yeah, she liked it and yeah, now, you know, now I've got a partner, a fiance. Yes, so. wow. how long have you guys been dating? Uh, three years, yeah. Oof, it was time, wasn't it? Yeah, three years, yeah. And you know what? You, you posted a photo, but the form of your of your knee was a very strong posture, <laughs> good hip flexor stretch. It was, yeah. a great, it was a great, strong photo. Yeah. yeah, I've been doing plenty of lunges in the gym just to, <laughs> <laughs> to get ready. Oh, and, and while we're on it, Adam, congratulations to you as well. Uh, yes. <laughs> oh, no, not yet? Okay. Oh, well, next, it, next, you know, next topic. We do, have, we do have a lot of... Uh, next interview. A big single audience, so... I think it's worth noting, ladies and gentlemen, oh, yeah. ladies, oh, <laughs> <laughs> ladies, if you're uh, interested, Adam Dewey is he's still on the market and he's a, he's a prime catch. And let me tell you, there's probably a few good contracts coming up in the future for Adam Dewey. So if you want to yeah. get in early, let's probably take some Honestly, good. Honestly, now's the time. Yeah. Uh, Adam, thanks for joining us, man. What, what a season. But talk to me about uh, post-surgery. You had your ACL operated on. How's that feeling? Yeah, so eight weeks uh, post-surgery now, um, all in good, thank God. And um, it's my second one, so I'm sort of used to it by now. And um, yeah, knock on wood, everything's gone gone good so far. And yeah, it's just a slow process. And um, I'm not in any rush. I want to make sure it's yeah. you know, sort of 110% restored and back playing. So um, yeah, but we're going good so far. I was asking you off air, but I felt I, I did. I watched the game. I didn't even know when you did it. So how how did that whole injury happen? Yeah, a few people have said that to me. They didn't really um, know when it happened. It was in the Sharks game with um, sort of the back end of the game. I sort of got tackled awkwardly and. Um, yeah, I sort of f- first thought it was something serious and then um, tried to play on for a few more minutes. But, yeah, this sort of just kept giving way on me and um, I felt what the ACL was like before and um, it felt pretty similar. So, yeah, called to the training. So you knew? Of, yeah, I, I sort of knew straight away. Yeah, wow. And, guys, what was it like? So you guys, obviously, you get on a plane and head to uh, Queensland, not knowing how long you're going for, not knowing with exactly what the situation is going to be like over there. What was the whole, you know, up and leave like? It was, it was actually good fun, man. I mean... Um, 12, I haven't really been away from home for more than yeah, 
Typical young Lebanese kids, yeah, eh? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> get looked after with everything. Don't do washing, don't do anything. So, um, yeah, we were neighbours uh, for sort of eight weeks and um, had our own apartments. But it was actually good fun. We got to you know, bond with the team uh, really more closely and form some good relationships with a few of the younger boys and stuff and um, get to see people's families and stuff. So it was actually, a, I, I really enjoyed it and um, it was a good experience. Love how he says younger boys like he's 31. And he's, like, <laughs> <laughs> he's on the downhill. He's an old soul, old soul. Uh, yeah, no, it was good, man. Like Obviously, tough, you know, being away from our families, you know. Um, but in saying that, we obviously, you know, built some good relationships. And, you know, it's obviously something that we look back uh, back in, in time and, you know, look back and, you know, say how good it was. But, yeah. Yeah. Now, how did the missus go with you being away from home for so long? Yeah, she struggled a bit. I tried to get her up there, but, you know, typical WOG parents, you know, they didn't want her to no way. stay with no you know, way. me up there, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, that was tough. But, you know, saying that, you know, it probably, you know, built our relationship a bit stronger, you know. Thank God for FaceTime, so, yeah. Yeah. And then you just got straight on the knee and just... Yeah, mate, you know, that's that's they say again. absence makes the heart go fond, oh, so... Oh, wow, yeah. <laughs> Look at you. You're just a wealth of wisdom. You're the coolest, <laughs> <man>. <laughs> yeah. Um, now... The Tigers, we obviously, I really, I actually really enjoyed the documentary, like Tiger Town. Um, so we kind of, as as a listenership, as fans, we kind of know a bit of insight into what the year was like for you guys. Um, but as with all kind of media, it doesn't tell the full story. What was it like this year? You know, obviously you didn't finish the or have the season you guys hoped to have. Um, but what was it like? Yeah, it was obviously a tough season. You know, finishing eleventh um, or twelfth. You know, but you know there was some good. You know. Um, signs there, you know, we obviously debuted a, quite a lot of young boys and you know, we got to see them, you know, live out their childhood dreams and, you know, you sort of, you know, got to take the good with the bad, you know, there was there was a lot of good times but, you know, in saying that, you know, on-field performances weren't great this year and obviously, you know, being there, you know, for a couple of years, me and Dewey, you know, we obviously took it, you know, quite personally and, you know, we're just looking to, you know, hopefully have a big 2022. With stuff not going as, as good as you want it to, um, what's your mentality with, with, with dealing with those tough times? Yeah, it's, it's tough, obviously. We, um, I'm a pretty passionate player, and um, to be honest, most, most of the boys are these days. And, yeah. um, you know, there was times where you feel as though the harder you train or the harder you try, we, we train you know, the house on fire and rip into each other and um, try and figure out a game plan that, that works week to week and um, to see it sort of keep failing. Um, does take its toll and sort of makes you second guess yourself. Me as a half makes me second guess myself whether to throw a pass or not, or whether to just hold it and mm. complete the set. So stuff like that does creep into your mind, and um, as much as you try and forget about it and push it to the back of your head, it's, it's always there. And um, yeah, w- winning helps everything. So um, to lose as many times as we did obviously shows it's, it's a failed season, and um, we, we wanted to reach the top eight and failed to do so. So you know, we'll work harder this year and. Yeah, have you, have you had any positive influences like mentors or coaches like getting your ear that's been, has anyone said anything to you that's been really helpful or any advice you've been given that's oh, been helpful along the journey? Everyone's got a few people that, that they look to and yeah. um, my dad's probably my, my biggest critic and um, someone else I know, I know gives me honest feedback um, and knows footy you know, pretty well. So um, yeah, after games, I, I usually speak to him um, quite thoroughly and he often gives me what I, what I don't want to hear and um, I like that from him and um, yeah, even my team has play, a player cool. like Alex Flowers, a you know, honest player, and um, always gives me you know, sort of feedback, whether it's positive or negative. And yeah, people like that are always, um, you have to surround yourself with people that you know and trust and yeah. um, believe will, will drive you into the right direction. 
Yeah, his dad not only did his footy, but his dad's actually really loved in the community. Like, he's yeah. actually a really popular guy. I've so many, met so many people that he tell me. He's popular, but isn't They're not friends with Adam Dewey. I'm friends <laughs> with Adam's dad. Adam's dad. So. <laughs> Rich Lever from Stratford. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, mate, you also talk about um, earlier, you said uh, you're passionate, but most people are. See, that's what I, I think I, I want to disagree right there because you are passionate and you actually both are. And when you watch. The, the documentary, but when you watch games in general, I was lucky enough to call games with SEN all year. And watching games, you can tell some players are just happy to be there. Some players are happy to put on the jersey. They're playing first grade. Text their mates, I watch me on TV tonight, and that's that's they made it. And then you got the the you know the next tier of professionalism, which is players like you two, that you can just see how much it means. And it's not it's not just about putting on a jersey and playing first grade. You guys want to succeed. You just want to win games. You know, you guys both want to play rep footy. And there's more goals you want to win a comp. It's not just about playing first grade. And you can just tell with the way you guys respond to your wins, the way you guys feel when you lose. You can just see it through the, your body language. Have you always had that about you? Did you have that since you were a kid? Or is that something that happened when you got older? Like, where did that come from? Yeah, no, personally, you know, I've never been the most talented, you know, footballer. But I've always, you know, been very competitive and always wanted to win. And um, so, you know, just growing up, you know, I've always, you know, thought that was my edge, have that, having that, you know, competitive side to me. And, you know, obviously, you know, when things aren't going great on the field and, you know, you're copping some tough losses and lessons, um, you know, it's obviously, you know, it's very hard and, you know, your passion does creep in and, you know, you do start taking a lot of them personally and, you know, as you know, Timmy, you know, them long nights, no sleep. Oh, yeah. That was plenty of them, but, you know, we've, you know, it just, you know, hopefully, you know, going forward, you know, we can we can build something special. Yeah, it's it's always tough. I don't know if it's the way I've been brought up or Alex has been brought up or you just, we just, I just always want to win and, um, especially when it comes to footy, it's something I've always loved and, and enjoyed it. I'm, I'm very grateful for football and um, I, I love the Tigers. I've always um, loved the club and, um, yeah, I, I honestly, you know, hate losing and, um, yeah, I, I wear my heart out of my sleeve and I've been surrounded in, in my career with players that um, are very competitive. Someone like, you know, Robbie Farrow, who's um, really been a helping hand for me uh, these past few years and, um, dealing with losses and, and wins and stuff. And, you know, even at South, someone like a Sam Burgess is um, people people I look up to and um, try and follow and um, try and remember stuff that they did and implement them to my sort of thinking. Mm. You talk about, um, you know, t- or you talk about Tigers, you know, how much you love the place. Even seeing you at South, it was weird. I actually felt like you never looked natural in those colours. When you see you play in the Tigers jersey, you just look at home. Um, you're both like old heads on young shoulders. Is there a leadership group at the club? Is is it? Do you guys have much involvement in that at all, or is, who's in that? Yeah, we've got a leadership group with me, Adam, James Tarmel, and um, Brooksy. So, you know, yeah, we obviously you know got together quite a bit throughout the year, and you know, there's obviously things that we did well, but there, you know, there's also things that you know we can take into next season and, and look forward to build on. So, yeah, that's just a lot, eh? These two are both in the league. Like, <laughs> how old are you guys? I'm 25, he's 23. 25 and 23, and they're, yeah. they're considered you know, the leaders of the club. And I'm obviously pretty biased, but I could see either of these guys being the captain of that club one day. 100%. I think Adam's definitely you know, yeah. our future captain. I, you know, I vouch for that. You know, He's mm. through and through Tigers, and I hope he does. 23. I, I got made captain at 25. Wow. Um, when I look at back at my career, and don't let this scare you, because you're going to be an amazing skipper one day. But that's kind of when... If I had to split my, my career in two and when I was having fun and enjoying myself and then when, <laughs> <laughs> when, it became, when it became a bit more serious and uh, you felt the more pressure and responsibility. So what age, what age did you debut? 
I debuted when I was 21, so I was late. I was debuted after my 21st birthday in, in 2009. Uh, we made the grand final, and you know, it's, I thought this is easy. Every oh year's going like this. It's been a, it was a lean, lean decade after that. Um, but yeah, I think captaincy is great. Like as a kid, you always want to captain your club. It's like something that's a huge honor, and you want to do it. But then you do it, and you think, if I knew it was going to be this stressful, or you know, you carry that much. It's like I don't like, mate. I don't, I'm, I'm still one of. The, it's the biggest honor of my career, but um, it does it does change things. But just so you know, so it's going to happen one day for you. I can feel like like Twyla said, you know, I think it's everyone on the outside can look at you and, and can tell you're going to be a skipper one day. Um, but it's just uh, and looking back, even though it was hard and challenging, and there was that fork in the road with your uh, pleasure. Let's yeah. say pleasure. Um, what would you still go back and? Oh yeah, like yeah. I said, it's still one of my my favorite things in my career. I got to do was captain my club, yeah. so I don't regret it. But it just you, they don't tell you all the other stuff. They tell you about having to see next to your name, how yeah, cool that yeah. is to read, lead the boys out. They don't tell you that you know you're getting phone calls from your coach at three in the morning and that your CEO is calling you after, at a mad Monday morning at six a.m. saying you can't <laughs> go out and all that other stuff that comes with it. Um, now you guys also both represent Lebanon, and that's we're pretty fortunate. We got to spend some. Good five weeks here. I was actually Very one of my favourite yeah. footy uh, trip aways I've had. Um, did that help you? Because I know, obviously, in two different ways, you had a big part in both your careers. Obviously, Alex, you're at a stage in your career where you're coming onto the scene, and you know, you I was your front row partner, and I'd been playing at that stage for about eight years, and you were the best front row in the team. So, like, you kind of stood up in that competition and showed everyone how good you were. And your story, <laughs> Benny, this guy. <laughs> You're what, 17? Yeah. Okay, so we're playing France. It's the first game in Canberra. He's 18. <laughs> I, I, I feel bad saying this because the guy, the other guy that missed out in the game, he's, he's a good mate of ours. And I know how much you met to him, so I always feel bad telling this story. But this Chris Saab, he's been involved with Lebanon Rugby League for 20 years. He's, icon, he's icon of Captain. He's, he's, like when you say uh, Lebanon Rugby League, the first name that comes to your mind is Saabi. Cornerstone. And he's waited for this moment for so long. We haven't been in the World Cup since 2000. We're in the World Cup 2017. He's playing and in the warm-up, he gets knocked out. So he's running through the pads, falls on his back, like gets a concussion. Oh, my gosh. Ruled out of the game. Doesn't know where he is, ruled out of the game. (laughs) So then this guy gets called into the game. So he's not playing. The morning off, he's not playing. Gets called into the game. Did he score two tries? Scored one try and pretty much he won us the game against France <laughs> and just burst onto the scene. And the next thing you know, he's playing at South Sydney next oh year. But so, what was it like? Tell us a bit about both your journeys and how you experienced the, your experience in the World Cup. Yeah, obviously, no, like you said, Timmy, it was probably you know one of the most enjoyable you know away trips I've ever had with you know a bunch of lads. And that was it was funny, like sort of you know how how it all worked out. You know, we we versed you know probably the top three teams in in the whole competition: Australia, England. Oh, and, that's uh, right. Yeah. Tonga, yeah. and we would we had, a majority of our team were just a bunch of you know battlers, just like electricians, plumbers, <laughs> yeah, yeah. but they yeah. were just thriving at the opportunity just yeah. to represent and you know play for their country. And yeah. you know I probably didn't realise you know how much the jersey meant to so many people until yeah. you know that World Cup. You know especially it being based in Sydney, you don't realise how much of um, yeah. the Lebanese community there mm. is that love rugby league. And, yeah. You know, obviously to play that, just the energy we got from the crowd and, and the whole experience. You know, we're going to Lebanese restaurants every pretty much every day. We're going like we're going into games like throwing up kebab. <laughs> like, it was just ridiculous. We, yeah. So we won the first game, the only game we won, but it was enough to get us through to the next stage of the competition. And 
every time we had lunch, it was like we it was like we were celebrating a grand final win. Every lunch was a celebration. I was dancing. There was music. Hundred percent. Yeah, and then pretty much after every game, like we wouldn't even get a chance to like celebrate the game. We just had to go straight to a Lebanese restaurant and pretty much yeah straight away eat some food. And now it was good. You, you know, it draws us closer to our culture and it draws us closer to a lot of boys and a lot of the lads. You know, we have lifetime friendships from it. And yeah, as I said, it was just the most enjoyable experience. Yeah, so good. Yeah, it honestly kicked off uh, my first grade career. I was not nowhere near playing first grade, but I, was, yeah, I, I didn't think I was anywhere near ready, and I was just playing under tw- under 20s or something the year before. And then going into it, um, yeah, I wasn't starting or anything, and, and then um, played that first game at, at centre, and I, I'd never played a different position in my career before. And um, for the rest of the tournament, tournament, uh, Freddie Fitley, our, our coach, kept me at centre, and um, I honestly enjoyed it. And then um, the next season... Uh, I was lucky enough to debut for, for South and Anthony Seabold gave me the, the uh, debut and um, throughout the whole season sort of just saw me as this versatile player and um, South had a pretty stacked team um, at the time and we made the prelims and um, yeah, I, I almost played every position um, in the back line that season and um, yeah, it was because of sort of that, that World Cup experience that um, he could see I could play different positions and um, threw me in, yeah, as I said, in different positions and um, yeah, honestly kicked off my first grade career. Yeah, uh, you, you touched on your positions. Um, is you know, It happened again this year. You, know, you got moved around and, and we called the game uh, at Magic Round. You played in the centres when you first moved back centres and you killed it there. You killed it in the halves. Is there a position that you prefer playing and that you enjoy playing the most? Yeah, six, six has always been um, a position I've loved and, and enjoyed. I, you know, I, do, I do enjoy centre and, and fullback and, and different positions, but I do feel I'm, I'm most effective at, at six. I like... Um, I like dictating play and having my hands on the ball and um, putting players in holes and stuff. So um, I feel as though that's my best strength. And um, yeah, fingers crossed this year when I'm back from my injury, I can be in that six jersey. Just a little background um, story from when we were in the World Cup. I remember <laughs> we go. showing up to, I think it was a Belmore Oval where we started training. Yeah. And we did like this conditioning drill and Adam was in the conditioning drill. I've never seen someone run a 45-second Malcolm. <laughs> he was – I remember looking at him and, like, I think, like, me and Robbie were next to each other, like, in the Malcolm. We are just like, bro, what is this? Where did you get this guy from? Where did you get this guy from? <laughs> he ended up winning us our first game. But, yeah, that, that was just – I'm not a fitness freak. He, no, you've become a fitness freak. He's good now. Like, yeah. he's, he's changed so much now, more professional in that space. But I just remember that first time. It's <laughs> funny you mention that, actually, because if I'm, if I'm being very honest, I remember – like. From a training point of view, watching him, he's going to struggle to have an NRL career because... I told you, I was just... I was already ready. And not only were you, like, not great at training, it's like you didn't care. It, was like, it wasn't like you were, like, upset that you weren't going good. It's like, ah. Yeah, you were 17, weren't you? We had blokes... Yeah. We had blokes, like I said, electricians and plumbers. They were, just, they were lapping him. I was just like, <laughs> yeah. no, nah, this isn't right. Yeah. <laughs> this isn't adding up. Uh, we actually had Robbie Farrow in the show uh, a couple of months ago now, and he actually touched on the the incident with him and uh, Dewey oh. in that camp. And... <laughs> Listen, I, I don't like confrontation. I get Stop awkward. Like in, Rob, Robbie doesn't mind it. Robbie, Robbie, he thrives on it. Yeah, yeah. wasn't it? Wasn't it like days? Mate, of, how, like how long was it that they weren't talking to each other? There for nine weeks, I reckon. Probably a total of four weeks. And oh, then, <laughs> the funniest thing was we versed, we were versed in England, and Australia. Dewey was playing centre, and Robbie was playing half, and they're on the same edge. <laughs> I was just like, usually when you hit put someone in the hole or something, you say, like, Adam, or like... You didn't talk to me the whole game. He was like, oh, <laughs> my gosh. Yeah. I'm just a little kid looking after Robbie going, shit. <laughs> <laughs> what have I done? Oh. And I obviously knew Rob, Robbie, and, like, when when he, when Dewey made that comment or whatever he's done, yeah. I just knew that. That was, that, that was the end of that relationship. <laughs> <laughs>
But you know what? To, to Robbie's credit, he actually is a bit of like a method to the madness because like now you yeah. guys are obviously really close and yeah. you guys have got a great relationship, but he wasn't just doing it just for the sake of not talking to a kid. It was his, you know, his point was I was trying to teach him a lesson and yeah. even the way that you guys, the relationship you guys have now, um, you can see the, the method to the madness. Um, this Ref- show, reflecting yeah. on it now, what's, what's your perspective oh, on big, that whole ma- situation? Massive lesson, massive lesson learned. I was yeah. never, but I was never a kid that sort of chirped up and stuff. I know it was just, the boys were getting into me about saying something and I was just this young kid. And I, I said something that was out of order and, yeah. um, <laughs> yeah, cop my punishment, but yeah, me and Robbie are, are really good now and we've learned a lot. Yeah. He's yeah, a person I look up, look up to a lot. Yeah. Cool. I, I, I love that he's still involved with the club because, you know, you talk about players that belong at a place. Oh. That guy's all Tigers. Um, on the spirit of sport, guys, we, we dig a bit deeper. We're not just here talking about, you know, how's the season, uh, you know. We like to know a bit about your journey. We like to know where you came from. That's right. How you got there, lessons you've learned along the way. And try, I want to start with you because my earliest memories of you was I went to a, um, a Junior Reps uh, Awards night and I watched you play in the Howard Matthews Grand Final. Uh, and you got up, and I remember it was Pete Nolan was sitting next to me, and he bumps me at the elbow, and he goes, "You won't see a better kid than this one. Wow. He's talented. He's he speaks well. He's very respectful. You're gonna love him." And you got up there, and the first thing you said was, "And this is obviously a uh, we're not gonna swear on here, but I even love all the boys." <laughs> 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 and uh, I remember he just like Pete was just like. <laughs> 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 So, so articulate. Um, you've come a long way since then. Tell us a bit about your journey. Like, how did you get involved with footy and, and how did you end up, you know, getting, going through the grades? Yeah, no, look, growing up, I was, like, as I said, I wasn't probably the most talented kid, but I just always like liked working hard. I enjoyed working hard. And, you know, I just played with my mates, mainly down at um, Parramatta City Titans. You know, we'll, yep. I think we are playing Division 3 or something. We are just, we're just having the best time. Every Saturday, I would just wake up and play footy. It was just the most enjoyable thing ever. And just as I continued going on, we, you know, we went to Division 2 and we started playing good. And it was just all my mates, you know, like I said, boys that I grew up with. And then we went to Division 1 and we started going pretty good, you know. And by that time, I was 15 and Harold Matz had come up. And as you said, Tim, yeah, we played that Harold Matz season and I had a, a pretty good. And then everything just started, kept rolling on. I sort of just played SJ Ball the following year and, you know, rep teams and whatnot. I was playing all them, and all them, and then once I started making all them rep teams, I, I started to I feel like, you know, you know, I'm, I'm in with the shot, you know, of, you know, making my dream become a reality if I just keep working hard. And so obviously then 20s, and then, you know, sort of just got my first first con- first grade contract, and then, yeah, and then I so I was at Para there for, for a year in when I was in 20s, and I was, you know, training full-time with the NRL boys, and, and then I started playing Rhythm New South Wales Cup, and... And I thought I was I was going pretty good in New South Wales Cup, and then um, they just that opportunity sort of just didn't really open up to play first grade at Para, and it was just coming towards that time it was a, it was the end of my um, contract at Para, and you know Para you know were keen to keep me, but at the same time you know I was I was keen to start playing first grade because I felt as though you know I did my sort of apprenticeship in in reserve grade, and it was sort of the time for me to you know make the next step. And then Tigers came to the table, and then that you know they said there was an opportunity there for me to you know sort of come in and. Ivan sort of took over the role there at the Tigers, and he was keen to have me at the club, and so I sort of I saw, I signed at the Tigers, and then six hundred thousand know, a year makes it easier nah. as well. Like. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it was an opportunity based contract. Yeah, okay, but yeah, no, I went. There I saw and, that diamond, by the way. Yeah, anyway, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, and then I, I went to the Tigers, and it was honestly the best decision I ever made. You know, at twenty years old, got the opportunity to debut, and 
you know, I was very fortunate at the time, you know, you know, Aaron Woods was there and, you know, he was playing for Australia and New South Wales, you know, had Tedesco, he was playing for Australia and New South Wales. I had some really good players there that, you know, I could learn a lot about, you know, how to be a professional and how to, you know, maintain that spot in first grade and, and keep improving. And then, yeah, you know, you know, coming to the point where I am now, you know, I've been at the Tigers now for four or five years and, you know, sort of fallen into a leadership role now. And, you know, as I said, you know, I really love the club and, you know, you know, as... You know, I've said many times, you know, I'd love to, you know, continue my journey and, and be a one-club player, like, you know, like yourself, Timmy. And, but, you know, so hopefully, you know, continue that journey. But as I said, you know, you just want some good times ahead. And, you know, hopefully there is some, you know, coming through for us and, you know, we can play some good finals footy. And, yeah, it's been a good journey. And, you know, as I said, I, I owe a lot to the Tigers. And, yeah, I'm very thankful, yeah. Yeah. You mentioned um, your, your partner not coming up for the – up to Queensland – because um, of your parents and being a good Lebanese boy or whatever, um, what's what's the story there? Is that is that a, a faith connection? Is that a a, a church? Yeah. Is that a belief thing? What's going on there? Yeah, I just don't think it sits too well with her mum, me and her <laughs> sharing a hotel room. You know, so mm-hmm. yeah, fair enough. You know, that's you know part of, part of um, my culture that I love. You know, that, yeah. that res- you know just keeping that sort of you know that consistency in in what we do, and you know that's been that sort of rule's been passed down through generations, and you know. Yeah. You know, once she said that she couldn't come, I was 100% respectful of that. And, you know, just can't wait for us to get married. That's <laughs> yeah, beautiful. Beautiful. I've, man, I've been on that journey. Don't you worry. <laughs> <laughs> That's a story for another day. Hey, um, I, I look at, like, it's, it's weird. Like, I look at you and I see so much of myself. I was obviously a better version of myself, but like, as a player, but there's <laughs> a lot of similarities. You talk about, you know, how you, had to, you weren't the most talented and how you had to work. And a lot of that, you know, that's my story. I talk about how I had to outwork people and how... Um, I couldn't I didn't have the talent of the guys next to me. Um, in this case, the guy next to you, he reminds me a lot of an old team I had in, in Jared Haynes' talent. Like you know, yeah. I, I grew up with the best mate who I had to work my my, my butt off always, yeah. trying to like to to outwork people to prove that I can you know deliver. And then you had someone who was a lot like a seventeen-year-old Dewey who wasn't the best trainer but had the talent to back it up. Mm. You've kind of closed that gap now, so you train hard as well. But coming through the grades, how how did you find it? Um, having so much talent, um, did it was it a positive or a negative for you? Um, yeah, probably a positive. Um, more of a positive in my, in my union, um, probably though. So I played union um, through school and played league um, always as a kid and, and um, on the weekend. And uh, my love for union really came sort of in, in my year twelve year. I had a pretty uh, pretty successful year and was able to make the New South Wales and Australian schoolboys um, union team. And um, for league, I, I didn't make any New South Wales pathways coming? I made the Astro Ball and Howard Matz for Tigers and stuff, but made no pathways. Didn't make. So I played in the Union Schoolboys tournament the week before and played in the league the week after and didn't make um, the Schoolboys team in league or anything. So, so after Year Twelve, I came to a decision to, to sort of come to, to play league or Union, and um, I really found a love a love for Union when I when I played in the Schoolboys tournament and toured New Zealand and Samoa and uh, met with the Waratahs and uh, was pretty close to, to going with them and then. Um, yeah, Madge sort of had an eye for me at, at Souths and I wasn't really a first option at Tigers at the time either. So, um, yeah, chose to take the path of Souths and, um, yeah, really, really appreciative of Souths giving me the chance that, that they did. And, yeah, the, the team that I played with at Souths is, uh, was, was, yeah, as I said, pr- pretty stacked. Yeah. And players like John Sutton and Gary Inglis and Sam Burgess and Adam Reynolds and, um, yeah, got into two prelims um, two years in a row there and then, was sort of promised the the fullback jersey um, after after that 
uh, season and Wayne sort of had a handshake agreement to give me the fullback jersey and then going into pre-season next year there was yeah, a few rumbles about um, Latrell possibly coming to the club and um, I was sort of doing the maths in the head that I'd be the, the man out in the back line and um, but never thought it would happen and yeah, just one day Wayne came to me and um, sort of said I wouldn't make the, the starting 13 um, for, mm. for that season and and he sort of said to me that I was at a stage in my career where he, th he thought I should be a starting player, but yeah. um, he just couldn't make a fit with Latrell coming to the club. And I wasn't at a stage in, in my career where I could compete with someone like of Latrell's quality. So, um, yeah, luckily enough, Tigers came to the picture and um, Roosters also came to the picture. And were, were I was pretty close to going to the Roosters, to be honest, but everyone... Yeah, what know, happened? Almost, almost well, what made you choose one over the other? I don't know, I was, I was sort of um and ah for a while and um, Roosters could only really promise me a, a centre spot because that Billy Smith um, got injured that season and there was a spot there available for me and um, sort of 90% of people, 95% of people I speak to would say, you know, to go to the Roosters. But as I've said, I've always had a love for Tigers. I've always wanted to play, th play for them. I never thought it, it, the opportunity would come this early and um, yeah, as, many, as much as people said to me not, not to go there, I, I went with my gut and um, wanted to go there and I wouldn't change it for for the world, I, I love the club, and um, although I wanted it to succeed sort of earlier than, than it has been, it's um, been a challenging sort of couple of years. But mm. I really feel as though with players like you know, Alex Fowl and um, a signing like Dane Laurie and young Stefano coming through, we're, um, we're a good sort of group of young young boys, young leaders there um, that that are willing to work hard and take the club to the next level. And yeah, I really do think that the the success is in the in the near future. When Wayne comes up to you and has that conversation about the 13 and your, and your position, um, how did that conver conversation go? Because I've heard, I've heard it go either way. It could be a really bad conversation or it can be a really positive, you know, oh, I'm glad he respected me, looked him in the eyes. Yeah, no, no, how he did that go? He was good to me. He was, um, although I didn't want to hear it and um, was, was pretty shocked by it, to be honest. I wasn't expecting it. But, um, yeah, I'm, I'm thankful for him being honest. He could have just kept me there and played me one game here mm. or there and... Mm. Um, sort of stuffed me around, but yeah, to his credit, he was, he was very honest with me, and um, he said to me, he said, there's no rush to leave, um, as long as, as take as long as it takes to, to find another club, and if it doesn't stay fit, you can just, you, you can just stay, so um, yeah, I was really respectful for mm -hmm. that, and um, he was really good to me in, in that sense, so um, yeah, I can't thank him enough for, for you know, being honest with me. Yeah. I love that, That's I love cool. that, um, there's a way to do it, you know what I mean, like, mm. you get, obviously you don't want to hear that yeah. kind of news, you don't want to hear that coming from Wayne but the way you do it I think is really important and, and from all reports Wayne's just really good with people and he understands how to deal with people um, now both of you right we have a segment in this show called the 60 second blitz with blitz it never goes to 60 seconds no. it goes a lot longer Yeah, but he's going to ask you a few questions and we just need to give you just give us the answer that comes to your mind first thing that comes to your mind I'm just going to hit you with bullet point questions you up for that yeah. you reckon you can handle it alright favourite food Let's just start with that. Pasta. Oh, no. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's fine. I don't even eat pasta. <laughs> <laughs> He's rattled. I've rattled him on the first question. <laughs> if, you don't, if you don't know Twirly, he doesn't eat any... Like, his diet's absolutely crazy. He's so pre-programmed. say pasta. <laughs> did, did you see his face? I don't know why I said pasta. <laughs> his face is like the first question. Pasta. No, nah, do you know why? Because my missus, it was a birthday yesterday. Was it? Sun no, it's two days ago. And <laughs> she ordered all this Italian bowl catering. Yeah. And I don't know why. She, I just thought of pasta. I think it's just a scars from Sunday. Does she even know who you are? <laughs> yeah, no, she ordered it was under for me. But oh, <laughs> that's love. Yeah, yeah. That's love. Benny, just a bit of background before you go on. Yeah, yeah. 
Sorry, we're talking about food. Twali. We'll, we'll be on this for a bit. <laughs> Twali's nutrition is like nothing you've ever seen before. Wow. Like we are talking. Like nothing, nothing you've ever seen Like before. next Tight. level. Like clean health, is clean. Health rigged to a different different level. Oh, <laughs> he, in, in Lebanon, the camp, we were away for five weeks and... <laughs> Mate, to the point where he wouldn't have the crumbs outside of a chicken stencil because it's got carbs in it. Oh, yeah. So we, he played 80 minutes against uh, Tonga, and he promised me that whatever I eat, he'll eat after the game. Uh, you know, and I thought, you know, this is, that's, that's awesome. <laughs> so we've ordered about $500 worth of Maccas for the team after the game. And I've got my Maccas on. And he's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I'm, I'm, thinking, I'm thinking we're eating. I'm, I'm smacking about three Big Macs, thinking this is great. Keep in mind, he played 80 minutes. He would have burnt... Probably 3,000 calories. Like the guy has permission to yeah, eat everyone for, for the next 24 yeah. hours. And I'm having fun. And, you know, I'm talking to guys. Music's playing. And next thing you know, some of the boys are saying, um, Macca's has sent us these Big Macs without meat patties. <laughs> and this guy's in the corner like kind of giggling. I'm like, what's that? He was going around taking the meat patty out of the Big Mac and eating it with, and leaving oh, the bread in the... Oh. That's commitment. <laughs> That's commitment, you're right. And then you just asked him his favourite meal and he Is just said pasta. pasta. <laughs> oh, mate. I, mate love you, I love you, Twilight. Sorry, scratch below the surface. What, what, what's going on there? Just the, the health regime. Did it just look click at for body. you? It doesn't happen. Yeah, nah, I don't know. Just, I don't know, actually. Yeah. Now, growing up, I was actually a real chubby kid. Yeah. And then, like I said, when I, was, when I went to under Harold Matts, I wanted to make the Harold Matts team, so I had to shred a lot of weight. Mm. So I started eating real healthy and going to the park every day. And I think just ever since then, I just sort of stuck into good habits. and Stuck with it. Yeah. All right, you guys get off a plane. You can go to any destination in the world for a holiday. Where, where are you going? Dubai. Oof. Vegas. Ooh. Ooh. Okay. How many days in Vegas? We always have to ask. How many days? I don't know how long it lasts. <laughs> Seven? <laughs> yeah, <I don't> <laughs> okay, now, best investment you've ever made? Well, missus. Oh, great answer. That. I'll be sending her the link <laughs> yeah, I'll send, yeah. straight after this. got all the answers. Well played. Way. Yet to see the return, though. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of money invested. It's a long-term long <laughs> investment. Long-term <laughs> investment. You'll be right. Nah, nah. <laughs> so, nah, I'm joking, uh, baby. <laughs> <laughs> we'll play some like love song in the background of this. Uh, do we? I don't know. I'd say something like Bitcoin, but it's yeah, fluctuating a little bit. So okay. Are you, are you, do you understand it? I don't know. What about the you six know. million dollar property you just bought on the water? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not yeah. a bad investment. Not a bad investment. And he went up three point two million. He's not happy. <laughs> oh, jeez. Okay, now um, worst worst date you've ever been on? Just a date that just did not go well. Ooh, had a few. Mm. Bit of silence just for the listeners out there. Tumbleweed just went through the studio. Had a few. He's just yeah, he's just okay. being careful. Like he's yeah. he's newly engaged. He doesn't yeah. want to say his stories and get in <laughs> trouble. I can see in his eyes. He wants to talk. Yeah. <laughs> his heart's saying yes. But his mind's saying no. Come on, Adam. Come on, give us something. I actually don't know. I, I, I once I once told a girl that to, we organised to go out one night and told her to meet me somewhere. And I said, yeah, yeah, I'm coming. This and that. Meet me here. I'll be here sort of eight o'clock or whatever. And then I don't know, for some reason I just. Flicked the switch and didn't want to go or nothing. So she, <laughs> <laughs> she was texting me that she was there and just blocked her on everything. Oh, <laughs> oh <laughs> no. Oh, uh, have you heard from her since? Nah, How's the relationship nothing. now? Nah, now, nah, nah. The, the single audience listening to 1170 uh, and Sarita Sport Podcast, if you hear that story, that, 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 that's, <laughs> yeah, that's the old Adam. That's, yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, the old, that's the not training hard Adam. And he's changed. He's disciplined. He trains. He trains. Respect, he's well. respectful of women. 
Yeah, and esteemed and women. He just got a six million dollar house on the water yeah, as well. So, <laughs> six point <laughs> two. Sorry, I apologise. Now you can meet any person in the world. Who who are you going to meet? Oh, easy, easy go. Cristiano Ronaldo. Oh yeah. Go to sport. Tommy Fury. Tommy no, no, not Tommy Fury. Tyson Fury. <laughs> oh yeah, okay. All right, now you you you're catching up you with him. His fight the other day. <laughs> yeah, I love him. But how good is he? You know why I love him? Because he gives me hope. I'm like, <laughs> if that bold, overweight man is the, the, the pinnacle of an athletic male, then, then I'm, I'm in my peak. Yeah. He's not taking the meat out of the Big Macs. Oh, no, he's eating, he's eating the bread. He's eating yeah. the bread and yeah. enjoying it. Yeah. Now, if you guys are going to sit down with those guys, what, what are you going to ask them? Oh. What do you want to know? I think I'd be in all, I don't know. I don't know. I'd be speechless. Yeah. I'd, I'd love be, to hear I'd what you fan. It's not fair to be that talented and that good looking, eh? Ridiculous. Like, yeah. he, he is... Perfect wife. Oh, what? Yeah, wow. How good. Okay, now last one. This is this is this is the clincher. Um, it was like the other day when they lost five nil. I was looking at on t- I was on TikTok and I seen him like getting angry and that. What yeah. are you getting angry for, mate? You were, yeah. No, see, <laughs> Matt, that goes back but to then, my point. But then I was but then I was thinking, you know what? He just uh, he's got that competitive side in which gets. But that is why he's a good yeah. player, and that is why yeah. both of you as are good players. Yeah. It's not because he's happy to be there, mate. Manchester United they got players like you said. Yeah. I probably got yeah. everything they want, money and all that stuff. But they're there because they yeah. want to win. They could have retired ten years ago. He's set up for generations. Exactly. Yeah, and it's not about that for him now. He wants a legacy. There's so much more to it, and it's just. I think the older you get, the more you learn that um, what makes people tick is what makes them go well yeah. or not. Like, and, and I, I gotta be careful because I don't want to throw any young kids under the bus that I play with. But there was a. I talk about lean years that I was playing at Parramatta. Yeah. There were some years, man. Like I look around the team and. Guys, you know, that probably should not be playing first grade were playing first grade. Oh, wow. And they were just happy to be there, mate. They, yeah. were, they spent more time getting their hair ready in the mirror before a game than they actually cared preparing for a game. <laughs> like, oh. I remember thinking to myself, like, my first year, like, my, my goal was to play first grade. I made it. My next goal was I want to play Origin. I want to win a comp. Like, there was always something yeah. to, like, but I feel like some kids now, the next generation, a lot of them are just happy. Yep, I made it. Yeah. I'm in first grade. 100%. Whatever happens, happens. But you guys, and, like, I still, you know, Weird because I, I I notice these things, but like your reactions after a loss and you know the frustration you guys show, yeah. uh, and I know I know how bad you guys are both after a loss because you don't you know like you were like me like you didn't really want to talk much after a game, yeah. and then the, you know the happiness after a win and Tiger Tail was really good because it showed that, um, that's what that's why so many people love you guys and, and Tigers fan loves you guys as well because I can tell you actually care. Yeah, fans notice. Fans realize. You when know, I guys, seen that video, I was like straight away. I, I thought of straight away like that's. Obviously, to a new level of what we go through because you know he's a world world class athlete, but yeah. and at his ages especially, and being the being obviously you know arguably the goat in soccer, and he still gets angry over a loss, and he's got everything going for him, which just just proves to you that you know not yeah. everything's about you know the money or the you know the fame yeah. or whatever that it's actually about you know. Well, I'd probably argue you. your nutrition and body is probably better than his, mate. Nah, bro, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> My missus, missus thinks he's actually a better sort than me. So. <laughs> wow, competition. Now, well, last question. If you could go back to a younger you, Ooh, what did you they're, they're already young, 23, 25. Yeah, okay. Well, let's go back to 17. Yeah, no, no, okay, yeah. 16-year-old, 17-year-old, what, what do you need to hear? A lot, I reckon. Yeah, we go deep here on the spirit of sport, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> good question, Benny. That's actually a good question. Thanks. You're taking, you're taking me there now. I'm thinking, what would I tell myself? <laughs> What did you need to hear? Young guy coming through. I can hear the listeners dropping off as it goes. <laughs> <laughs> <The> Analytics <laughs> have plummeted. Um, That's a tough one. I don't know. Oh, you know what? 
Let me give them some advice. Oh, Timmy will just jump in for I'll you. I'll give some advice that um, Robbie Farrow gave me. And looking at it both of you, you both can probably use this advice. Uh, when you retire, when the day comes, and it's obviously going to be another 15, 20 years for both of you because you're going to play for a long time. But when the day does come, you get 12 months where you can get your surgeries paid for by your club. <laughs> I should encourage both of you guys to do what Robbie Farrow did. And get yourselves a nose job. <laughs> <laughs> just, just, I'm just saying that, that, like, don't make the same mistake I did, right? We're all, we're all Lebanese. We've all got the big schnozzes. Um, but that's, that's something that you guys can uh, take on board. But yeah, just, so that's just something for the viewers at home, just to yeah, you know, be encouraged by. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, now, it's not a bad idea. Now, talk to me. What would you have told yourself when you were younger? What's something that you've learned over the years? Like a lesson you've learned since you've gotten older? Lesson I've learned since I've gotten older. Um, I've got one. I, Probably I, just I, don't I, take things so seriously sometimes. That's a good one. That's, yeah, a, that's, that's a good one. I was actually thinking that as well. No, I don't like that one. <laughs> you don't like that one? He's the most serious bloke I've ever met. That's why he doesn't like it. He's not ready for it. <laughs> I think I think probably just, just never be arrogant. I reckon that's a big one. I've yeah. sort of pride myself on is no matter you know, how well you're doing or um, how bad you're doing or anything, just you know, never never be too over the top or you know too underneath. Just, just always be that, that level head and... Um, no matter how successful you become, and no matter how well you do, never forget you know, your roots and where you come from, and don't forget about people that you know you think aren't worth a lot. Or mm. um, and always surround yourself with good people. Those things. That's awesome. How are you still single? <laughs> how, how you know? I mean? With that, that, like that, that tone of voice and <laughs> yeah. that wisdom and that oh, insight. Twenty three years old. So I put me to sleep. Just cuddle me and put me to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> That's what. And then his next year, next five year contract. Huh? Yeah, we'll buy them whatever Chanel bags oh, they want. Yeah. <laughs> um, actually, we didn't speak about uh, Madge as your coach. I know he's had a pretty rough year, but um, what's how, how's the relationship like as with your coach, and, and how's it looking for next year? Give the, the Tigers fans some hope, a bit of insight. Yeah, I, I think you know my relationship with Madge has been very good. You know, very strong, and I've got a soft spot for Madge because you know he's, he appreciates you know hard work and yeah. getting to where you want to get to, and you know making sure that you know you work hard for you know. Whatever, wherever it is, and then um, also, you know, obviously he's won a premiership at South. You know, first mm. premiership for them, I think, in forty-three years. So he's obviously a very experienced coach, and he, and he did what he did at Wigan as well. You know, so yeah, I've got a lot of respect for Madge, and you know, everything he's done for our club. You know, it's just, you know, we're going through a little period now where you know, we, you know, as as players and you know, as a club, we need to just you know start you know tallying up them wins and. You know, give the fans, you know, something, you know, to look forward to, you know, which is finals footy. Yeah, yeah obviously, the first sort of word that comes to mind when when, Mad, when I think of Madge is, is a caring person. Um, mm. Always puts, it, puts the player first, the person first, and he's always asking about your family or, or how you're doing, and he, and he generally cares about how you're going outside of footy. And, um, yeah, as I said, he gave me the opportunity at Souths and now brought me back to the Tigers. So, yeah, I've got a lot of respect for him. And you can see in the, in the Tigers Tales documentary how much, he does care, and you know the passion sort of we have. He's got as well for the club. And, yeah. Um, he hurts when, when we lose, and goes through that you know sort of roller coaster. And um, he's got new t- two new assistants this year, and um, a few new players. So um, a lot of changes going on, and hopefully you know can help him out and um, put us in the right direction. Yeah, for what it's worth, I'm I'm a, I'm a big Michael Maguire fan. I, I think um, I'm I'm really glad the club stuck by him because. He's, um, like you said, he's not just a good coach. He's actually a decent human being, and, and that makes a big difference. We talked about Wayne Bennett earlier and, and how he was able to deliver messages to you, and, you know, Madge has got that decency about him that, you know, people will end up playing for because, you know, they respect that. Also, an assistant coach is Nathan Kayla's coming over, guys. Yeah. 
he's uh you talk about mentors you know as a kid he was you know for me um someone i really looked up to and someone that i think is going to be great for your club mate absolute legend um guys we're starting to run out of time unfortunately it's uh that time of the show where we've got to wrap it up we are very very grateful that you guys mate gave us some of your time and were generous to come in um you know both of you guys you know for so many different reasons but you know twilight i look at you and i was I was lucky enough to like get to train and work with you when you were younger, but just to follow your career and see, you know, your work ethic, your leadership and all that shine as you get older, um, is something that, you know, says a lot about you, but it's also, it makes people want to play alongside you. You know, like I'll talk about when we played together in Lebanon and how you were the better front role, but it's because you're that player that people enjoy playing with. Like, you know, you do so much selfless stuff that the fan at home won't really see, you know, like you're, you know, your kick pressures and your inside pressures and your, you know, the the, the third man into a tackle that's running back or, or, you know, sending the guy back. You're always that guy that's willing to work for the guy next year. And that's the stuff that people love, like, people love playing with people like that. Um, so, you know, I really enjoy watching your career. I can't wait to see you go to the next level next year. And Dewey, you know, we talk about, uh, you know, the person you've become and, you know, like from that 17-year-old kid that played Lebanon to who you are now and, like I said, it's. I think it's a pretty obvious choice for the next skipper of the Tigers. But your leadership, and you touched on it then before. Um, you know, we could talk all day about your talent and, and what you offer on the field, and everyone knows that already. But you, you just said, you know, for a goal of yours is to make sure that you stay in that humble space and not get arrogant. People have no idea how much work you do for charity. Like you know, I've, I've been to the save, uh, save Our Sons, and like I feel like anyone that puts a hand up for charity, it's always. You know, you're the first one to put your hand up, sorry. And anyone that needs help or anyone that you know, is going through a tough time, you, you always seem to be there without any of the fanfare. Like, no one knows what you do. And that says a lot about you as a, as a human being. So we're so pumped that you guys gave your time. Uh, we can't wait to see you guys kill it next year. Um, there's not going to be a Tiger Tower, I think, next year, but there, hopefully there's going to be a Twally. Uh, is it Twally Town? <laughs> is, is that is that the show you got the green light for? Yeah, I started it last year, but, you know, it's sort of – Sort of kept a bit quiet. There's yeah. mate. There's. I'm, I'm telling you now. <laughs> all back. the SEN listeners are going to be chanting for that. They want it back. No, nah, we're going to do one. You know, it was Farmer wants a wife. <laughs> Dewey wants a wife. Yes. Actually, I watch that. Dewey, why is it Dewey and not Dewey? Uh, to keep it short, my dad said it was easier for the commentators. Fair enough. Well, you know what? I can't actually judge it because my Lebanese name is Manna, not Manna. Oh, there you go. So. I'm, I was in the exact that. same boat. I prefer Manor as well. If there's yeah. any females listening anyway, six foot, no personality and rich. <laughs> <laughs> so if, if, you, if you're listening and you're interested, give him a follow on Instagram. I'm sure he'll get back yeah, to you. Yeah, just sign into his DMs. Thanks very much, boys. We're really grateful yes, and uh, we look forward to following you guys next year. Thanks, brother. Cheers. Thanks, guys. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com.